The Anton Savage Show Saturday with Nifty Business on News Talk. We are joined by the one and only Bazish Maui. Baz, how are you? I'm great. I'm I'm jolly. Do I not look jolly out of it? You look very jolly. <laughs> Where's the Emmy? Uh, <laughs> the Emmy? The Emmy's gathering a lot of dust. It's funny how something like that can lose its shine very quickly. Oh, after stop it. No, you don't lose no, the I, Emmy. I, I, I tell you, you, I tell you, you what don't. it is. It just, it's a constant reminder of a peak. <laughs> that you might you might have had. So so it's funny enough, I worked with someone else and they were like, oh, once they got the Emmy, they, they'd reached it. And for me, I was just like, God, I'd love another one, just to balance off the, you know, the, so it's that kind of... See, if I had it, I would travel with it everywhere. I think it's like an Olympic gold medal. I'd just keep it in a bag just in case people needed to be reminded. Yeah, yeah. No, it's... Um, it's, it's do I remember a... when you... Sorry, not to... Mm-hmm. We, we move on beyond the Emmy, but do I remember when you won that? That you didn't go to the after party, you just went for dinner with your mum. Yeah, we went. My mum... My I mum, still think that was a crucial error. I mean, oh, your mum's no, lovely, yeah. undoubtedly. I'll tell you what it was. My mum just doesn't warm to that. So she was like, will we go to an Irish bar? So I remember I rang... <laughs> your mother doesn't warm to go Hollywood glitz. <laughs> you know, after, uh, she was just like, will we just get it? It was just a bit stuffy and a bit serious. And, you know, it was a bit smoothy. And we just thought, well... Uh, so I rang an Irish bar. <laughs> I can't remember. Scruffy Duffy's or wherever it was. And they must have thought it was a prank call. Because I was like, look, me and my ma are over from Dublin. We just won an Emmy. Can we come to your bar? And... And your man was like, yeah, of course you can't, the kind of thing. <laughs> and then we arrived in and plonked it on the counter. And we stayed there till, I think, five in the morning eating chicken wings. And Did you? Yeah, yeah. Fair we, play. We, we played it out. We had a big one, yeah. How long has it been since you last attempted to murder your mother? It has been far too long. I mean, for television yeah, purposes, yeah. on a personal think, basis, what you do I is your own. I think 2018 I finished. It's not, is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2018, even earlier. I went out in 20, probably 2017. And um, I've done other shows with her since then. But I think I think we're at a stage now where I, I, I know one Christmas the kids got her um, a crash helmet. Because we used to use them a lot in the show, so she we, she was complaining about it. So they got her a customized one just for her. And I thought, I think this has gone too far now. I think they've a, a very warped understanding of what their grandmother is. So since then, no, we haven't done any extreme stuff like that. We still get. How the did ha- they customize it? Well, just to get it fitted for her, and they got her name put on the side and all this kind of That's stuff. That's proper fancy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. helmets aren't cheap at the best of times. No, Never no. mind getting it was, them all custom. It was, it was a very clever present. It was Did very, she appreciate it? She, and does she often wear it? She does. It's just <laughs> I, I know what was next was probably a bulletproof vest or something. You know, she turned into Fifty Cent. Um, but yeah, yeah. But they have, they have. It's funny. There's a, there's one of the episodes we watch at Christmas. We watch it every year. The one where we went to Lapland. Hannah was five. Uh, in that episode and I surprised my mum by bringing bringing Hannah we were working as elves for Santa and um, the kids watch it every Christmas and Hannah's now 13 you know obviously but um, yeah yeah it's it's a, it's their nice memories you know You have a new show coming out it's going to be Monday week it is originally did you originally do it for the Beeb and then swap to Virgin was that it? I did I wrote I wrote it I started the concept after Mammy and then it went through, it did the rounds, it went over to BBC and it's funny enough, I wanted to do some acting and I kind of knew no one was just going to hand me an acting part. So I thought the only way is if I write something and cast myself in it, then, you know, then I, I could Work for Sylvester Sloan and Billy Bob Thornton. I, this, this is what I thought. <laughs> so I got to the BBC and uh, BBC kind of liked it and they were like, listen, we really liked it. Um, we just want to change the main protagonist to a woman. At the time, it was uh, everyone was looking for a very female fronting kind of comedy and um, 
And I was like, well, unless I turn into Mrs. Doubtfire, that's not going to happen. So I just held on to it. And then it kind of slept for a few years and it came back to life just recently, kind of awoken and all of a sudden it was on and we were we were back writing it. How do you motivate yourself to do that? I've always, like one of the, the there, is, there is a lovely solidity to a gig where, you know, I show up at a certain time each week and mm. I do my gig and that's it. Mm. I've always wondered how you sit down and say, okay, totally blank sheet of paper. I have to come up with something. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think what it was is when I started, when I started presenting first, I always had um, huge respect and awe for people in other positions, like a producer and and these other people. And then after a while, I started realising that, you know, I was in somewhat, I was giving a lot of ideas to producers who were then, you know, getting rewards for producing. And I was just, and I was just, just the presenter. Sure, that's and, how it works. Presenters is, do all the hard work. Know, Let's be clear. Carry in the rest. We, of we them. know, no. But but <laughs> what it was is it gave me a kind of confidence to kind of go. Well, look, I can try this, and maybe I'll do this myself and do that myself. And I've always looked at TV like like watching TV. So I might want to watch a comedy some night and sometimes I want to watch a serious documentary about something, maybe. Uh, and, and do you not get imposter syndrome? I mean, again, this goes back to the Emmy. I suppose you can yeah. look at the Emmy and remind yourself, I have an Emmy and no, that helps. No, but you do. do. You think, of, course, uh, I, of course you do. Like, like say, right and fadeless. I've never written anything. I, I, like, I, I have no idea. All I can do is kind of bullshit my way into a room and see, can I grab someone's attention for a moment and and get a chance. And then once you had the chance, then they were like, well, can he act though? So we had to shoot a separate thing for people to go, look, he's just a presenter, can he act? And I'm with these, like this cast in this show are really, really amazing. So all of a sudden I was like, oh God, I'm really <laughs> going to be found out. Like, But you can only try your best and you can, every experience, say the first time I've written Fateless and we've shot it and done it, like I've really enjoyed it, but I've probably learned a lot doing it as well. So. Well, uh, talk me through how you decided to approach the acting because every now and then in, in those moments of solitude, I imagine myself getting mm. cast by mm. Hollywood and I think, okay, would I be method? How would I go about it? And I can see more and more when I think about it. You look at the sort of Daniel Day-Lewis approach, you think, well, it'd be handier to just pretend to be the person all the time. But then you'd feel daft. So how did you, like, did you take classes? Well, see, I started kind of as an actor. So I, I dropped did out. You? I dropped out, yeah. I, I was in a play and someone saw me in the play and then they offered me they said, we're doing a comedy travel show. We think you'd be very funny in it. Would you like to try that? And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, it's like a lot of things in life. You you aim at the board over there. You throw your dart and it just veers off somewhere else. It's not saying the other place isn't great, but it's not what you were aiming for. And then life happens and, and you move on. But I've always had that. I don't think there's a huge difference between um, performing in in like you, you host events, you do those things, you put on a persona. You know, my persona is probably a little bit bigger than I am naturally, but I always try to keep myself as close to me as I can when presenting. While in acting, it's it's a time to... It's well, things like reacting, like when you see a cat and you know, mm. I, I have to emote a certain thing. There, that, that's You don't do that on radio and no, TV. You no, don't do that no, when you're no. presenting something. That's but a challenge. I, 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 yeah, no, I enjoy it. I, I have to say, I really, I really I enjoyed the acting, I have to say. And now, it's funny because at the end, someone said to me, because it's really a dramedy. A virgin are pitching it as a comedy, but it's, it's kind of like a, a witty drama. You know, um, and it's when I when I done it, I was kind of like, I wrote myself the straight man. 
<laughs> and I was like, why did I do that? Because everyone else has these really funny parts, but I'm kind of the, the 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 straight man hit at all where who it's who it's all happening to. But he's quite a depressed, downbeaten kind of guy, you know, a bit narky. And you know, he's not he's not the nicest of the cast. And I was like, why did I do it? But in one way, that's great because it's very different to me. I'm very different to the character in the sense that I'm quite upbeat, quite positive, you know. And, Always, and, are you? I tend to lift myself. Yeah, yeah. I, I have. Like, a, are you like you are now when you're not on air? Are, yeah, do, yeah. Are you? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. If I'm having a bad time, I give myself a good talk. I talk to myself a lot, which is like I get that a lot. My tiny will walk into the bathroom and go, "Who are you talking to?" And I'll be like, mm, "Just me." And she'll go, oh, you literally, you literally, talk out loud to yourself? Yeah, yeah, all the time. Like, all the time. My my dad did it as well. It's a very odd thing to do, I think. But but I just... Do you need a mirror or can you just do it No, no, I just talk to myself. I'll, like, I'll say, like, why are you doing this? And uh, what, what are you doing? And focus. And what are you getting down about? And, you know, I'll I'll have a chat to myself sometimes. What do you call yourself? Uh, <laughs> they don't get into deep psychology. And how many voices do you hear? Look at this ink blot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's... It, and, and sometimes it's not out loud, but I, I often have to put myself aside just to have a chat to myself. Because what we do, you know, is when you lose your mojo in it, it can be very hard when you lose your confidence in doing what we do. And it doesn't take much because it's all public dependent, right? So I, that thing of you're only as good as your last show, like last year was just fantastic for me. Like I got to do so many uh, different things that, you know, doing a game show, then doing travel show, which I love traveling, and then it, like writing Fateless, um, performing Fateless, and then now, you know, putting it out there. So for the me, only, that was... The only problem I find, though, with TV is the immediacy of knowing whether it has worked or failed. At least in radio, we can go, because we we get our reviews every three months, yeah, the Jane Lawrence. Yeah. So you can be in denial for a good 90 days before yeah. you get the bad news. Whereas with TV... The Tams are there the yeah, next morning yeah, and you know, yeah, oh yeah, God, yeah. I gave it my all and that I, didn't work. You see, what's harder sometimes <laughs> is when you you are very proud of something you've done and it's not received like that. And when I say not received like that, I mean probably by critics. This is usually what it comes down to because, you know, most of the things I do, you know, touch wood, they, they rate fairly well and it's the reason I still have a job. And But sometimes you want... There's a part of you, it must be the ego, where you want people to go, you know, the critics, these people that, you know, you want them to say great things. But for me, a lot of the time, they've never said great things about me. So what I've had to do is I I just completely don't accept what critics say. But that means that when they say really nice things, you can't really (laughs) take that on board either. So it's kind of difficult, you know. Do you remember, uh, not that I would ask you to quote them. Do you remember the mean things? Yeah. Do you? Yeah, it's 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 proven part of psychology that if you, you know, if there's a Twitter post and and you get 20 lovely comments about you, the one nasty one is the one that will um it's like it's like having a toxic best friend, isn't it? You know, like they can say a lot of stuff, but if they start naming out things that you feel that are weaknesses that you might have, then you're like, damn, you know, die, you know. So it, it's, it is what it is. But I don't think you can take all that too seriously. You know, you just have to go out, try your best, do the job. Hopefully you entertain some people and, you know, you still have a job. You mentioned the travel show being where it, it, what originally took you from acting mm. uh, when you were doing that play. Of all of the places that you have been, 
Which is your favourite? Oh, it's like, what's your favourite movie? It's a very difficult question. Feel the dreams. Yeah, yeah. What is it? Um, I really, I really don't know. I, I, or what's the one that, even if it's not your favourite, what is the one that most returns to your memory? The one that you think about when, when you're talking to yourself about travel? Yeah, I had a great adventure. I had a great adventure where I travelled um, from North North Thailand down through Laos into um, Cambodia. And I got robbed in Cambodia on the place called the Four Thousand Islands and I got stranded there for about a month um, in the end the Swedish embassy got me a passport and got me out of there but I was working I had to work I had to live in a in a bar I used to sleep on the pool table and the guy had a little book and he would just write down for me one dollar one night so I'd have to wait for the lads to finish pool so I could sleep on the pool table and then I'd go fishing and there were these nimble Cambodians with the nets and then I was like turning the boat over I was losing us fish you know all this so Cambodia was the biggest surprise for me well that's the bit that amazes me in this is I would have thought because this is not always clear when you, you see you on TV but you were a large man. Mm. I would have thought you were of a scale that makes you unrobbable. <laughs> Not by 50 kids in a bus station. No, very robbable. Very robbable. No, there were. Scales. I would also have thought that you were of a scale that makes sleeping on a pool table deeply uncomfortable. Did your feet hang over the end? I'll tell you the funniest part. I saw I saw Dub's jersey go by me one day and they went, Gee, you're your man that travels. How low can you go? You, that's you, isn't it? And I was like, oh God, this is just feeding into the persona that I just travel and sleep on pool tables. Did the Swedish embassy get you a Swedish passport or an Irish passport? They got me a temporary passport. Um, Temporary Swedish one? That's a good question. I can't recall. Did you get to keep it? No, no. I had to hand it back. um, And it was was just like one page and a thing stapled to it. But it was just enough to get me. Was it a real passport? It got me out of there. It got me out of there. That's all I know. That's all I know. The show is coming up on the 8th of January. It is on Virgin Media 1. Yeah. Virgin Media one and it is called Faithless. How many episodes? Six episodes. Two a night. Two every Monday. So that's the way it'll work out. And it's kind of like a uh, uh, a Dublin Muslim two and a half men. Is that a way to pitch it? It's a way to pitch it. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. novel. But <laughs> it's it's, it's <laughs> Dublin unique. Muslim two and a half. <laughs> well, speaking of the Muslim thing, um, uh, because we were talking about this in, in the break before we started, mm. the uh, Christmas and what it means and, and to what extent it is um, uh, religious or non-religious. Mm. What about New Year's? What have you got in the way of, of New Year's resolutions? Oh, uh, try to work a little bit. My, my work-life balance is probably slightly off. And um, if you don't hard. have a regular nine to five, no. you take it when it's gone. You Stop in your cheeks like a hamster. Please come back home with me. Tell that to my <laughs> wife. Um, yeah, if only it was like that. But probably the work life balance. If I can get that a little bit, a uh, little bit better, I'd be doing well. Always a pleasure to talk to you, Baz. Best of luck with the show. It is, as I say, Faithless. It is on Monday night, starting uh, January eighth on Virgin Media One. That's the one only. Bazish Maui. The Anton Savage Show Saturday with Nifty Business Saturday morning at nine on News Talk.